0: Greetings. Welcome to the 30th episode of the LAOFCS weekly radio show, podcast, uh, movie review program. Uh, this week we are going to be discussing uh, Detective Pikachu. We're going to be having a short word about Biggest Little Farm. We're going to be talking about the best and worst video game movies ever made. There aren't a lot of those. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to be doing a little bit of a discussion of It Chapter 2, which, uh, whose preview just dropped. So stay tuned.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now,
2: here's Popcorn Talk. Hello. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Popcorn Talk. Uh, my name is Whitney Seibold. I'm your host for the week. I uh, am the one of the critics for criticallyacclaimed.net. And uh, we have a wonderful, handsome, attractive, and brilliant panel of critics joining me today. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Michael Sandoval from Muse TV. Uh, we have Alexander Robinson. Hello. Hello. And where do you
3: where um, do, you, uh, do I, your reviews? You can find me on YouTube, The Real Mr. Robinson, as well as. Stardust, Instagram, anywhere else. Sweet. And we have Louis Sleka
2: here with uh, Nuke the Fridge and the Nerd Report here on YouTube.
3: Thank you for thank you
2: for joining me, gentlemen.
0: Um, yeah, thank you for coming. Uh, we all have very uh, passionate opinions about Detective Pikachu, uh, but first there are, there are other films opening this week um, that will all be trampled by Avengers. But uh, that's, that's another issue,
3: including Pikachu. Uh, probably,
0: yeah, probably Detective Pikachu. It's counterprogramming for for some maybe some of the younger kids, but. Uh, Michael, I understand you saw uh, Biggest Little Farm. I want to talk about that. Yeah, I actually
1: um, saw it not too long ago, a couple of days ago. And uh, it's uh, w- probably already one of the best documentaries that I've seen this year. Excellent. Uh, pretty much it's based on a, on two people who moved from the city, tried to save a farm. Mm-hmm. And took. they shot it over eight years, beautifully shot. And it's definitely, it raises the bar on documentaries again. Really, mm-hmm. Lo- yeah, I've noticed over the last ten years, documentaries have really shined mm-hmm. and this one does the same it really pulls you in from beginning to end and stx is the distributor on it and they did a great job what what everything.
0: what happens in the movie like what's, well, what's pretty the much it's
1: just the matter of uh the way of getting the land and getting everything growing because everything died they weren't able to grow anything mm-hmm. on that land and it shows the discovery and trying to get that farm built up again Okay, and it's really it's just interesting. It's a very mm.
0: interesting and film. It's like a, a comment on agriculture. Yes, or, okay. exactly,
1: and uh, what city life is, and how populations are moving into the farmlands, and how it's becoming mm. very. It's it's not as big as it used to be. Yeah. Where you used to be able to see, and it's it's a very good introspective on what's going on nowadays. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've I've been interested. I, I'm, I'm unfortunately
0: didn't really get to see it, so mm-hmm. uh, I I was really interested in the topic because I know this whole myth about what a farm looks like you know the thing you see painted on a mural Mm -hmm. in your grocery store is completely false and sort of modern agriculture really interests me and it's really kind of a pity that that i missed this one (laughs) um Mm. uh none of us saw tolkien right
3: no
0: no no we like we're Mm. we're familiar with the works of J.R.R. tolkien Mm -hmm. but we didn't actually see the movie yet not yet Um, (laughs) we we didn't see palms we -hmm. didn't see the hustle We didn't see all is true. (laughs) We're bad film critics this week, is my point. But uh, we did all see the big release of the week, and that is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Mm -hmm. Now, Pokemon Detective Pikachu is the 23rd Pokemon feature film. Uh, It is the first, uh, very much like the Power Rangers film, it's the first that was made without the participation of the Japanese originators. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the first to be filmed in live action. Uh, The Pokemon are realized with CGI. Mm -hmm and it is maybe one of the most bizarre premises you'll see in any sort of mainstream blockbuster this summer, and they don't bother to explain a damn thing. What do we think of Detective Pikachu?
2: Do I go first? Sure, you can go, go, go first. Look, uh, Pokemon's been around for a long time. Mm. I uh, I even forgot it was part of a video game uh, at this point. Uh, I know the cards got real popular working at a collectible show myself. i saw okay. the kids mm-hmm. love it. <clears throat> It's evolved from uh, being really popular to going down and, and back up again, and uh, when they announced this, I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, I'll just sit down, good good thing for family and just fun, put my brain away. Yeah. I went to an event full of Pokemon fans, and I gotta say, I sat down, the movie started, and I was shocked as how good it was i'm sorry it was it was good it was it was
0: really fun but before we continue we'll lay out the premise of the film uh it takes place in a a parallel universe where there are no animals but there are pokemon and pokemon i mean we know what they are but to explain they are super powered intelligent animals but they can also be gigantic robots or inorganic golems uh just anything that is not a human Very, a a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And and some of them look really realistic, but (laughs) they kept true to the design of the Pokemon from the the cartoon and the video game. So some of them have, like, gigantic spherical heads, and it really kind of throws you off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Into this world, there is a young man who uh, has recently lost his father. He goes to... His father was a detective. He goes to find out what happened to his father and finds that he can communicate in English with his father's electric mouse... The Pikachu, who is voiced by Ryan Reynolds, who wears a cute little deerstalker cap, and who is a detective himself. And they have to find out what happened to the missing father.
3: That, that's pretty <laughs> if, much the movie. If you had never yeah. heard
0: of Pokemon, that would be the weirdest thing imaginable. Yeah. No, what, 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 no, they, so let's well, speak a little bit more. Let, what do you guys
1: think? Let me, let's start with the good part of <laughs> The visual effects are really good. Yeah, because yeah. they look like the Pokemon from the video games. Mm-hmm. And Charizard was like, look like Charizard. Oh, yeah. Whereas and Pokemon, uh, the Pikachu looked like Pikachu. And I was mm. like, wow, that looked really good. They put the time and effort into it. It's the story that got... <laughs> I was kind of lost within the story. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what is this all about? How... It, I, they show you, but I'm just like, how can... Mm. How do we get from point A to point B in this whole film? That'd be spoilers, yeah. though. Exactly, uh, yeah, it would be I mean, spoilers. we can't discuss it
2: right now. I know,
1: but it's it's just that A it, to B just does the, not make sense.
2: The premise is not any more it's, sillier than a guy puts on a glove and and snaps mm, half the galaxy mm-hmm. away. If you really think about uh, it, but that makes it's
3: sense. Not, but I, I, <laughs> I uh, look—it's uh,
2: still fun. Uh, uh, an evil, like purple
0: space god, <laughs> want, uh, craving, <laughs> craving death stones—is something I can wrap my head around. Yeah, okay. yeah. well, <laughs> the the, the, po- the Pokemon mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu movie is not going to introduce you to this world in any sort of mm-hmm. meaningful way. You're you're just with it or you're not. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, then that ultimately depends if you mm-hmm. grew up with this franchise from mm-hmm. the beginning. Because mm-hmm. I I like the movie, but I feel like the plots. Not so much crazy as it is just kind of generic. I feel like Mm. it's just an average detective mystery, but what kept it going for me was just the world. I grew up with Pokémon since the trading cards, the anime, so seeing these creatures in a real-life setting and Mm. for the designs to not be jarring or out of place, it's like, wow, you guys have done this. I just wish you put a little more effort into making a story that's not as predictable or cliched as it ended up being. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I kind of wish it had been more of a detective story. Mm-hmm. Like there were actually more
0: twists, and you can mm-hmm. tell there. I mean, this is directed by a, a director named Rob Letterman, who did mm-hmm. like th- films like Shark Tale and Goosebumps, mm-hmm. and he's really good at getting sort of a good kid-friendly tone mm-hmm. to his movies. Mm-hmm. But he's also trying to do something a little bit hard-boiled. But this is hardly hard-boiled. No, Even though there, there's, like, Pikachu is a hard drinker, but rather than whiskey, it's just coffee. But it's totally bizarre hearing Ryan Reynolds' voice come out of this adorable little creature, like, rubbing the bridge yes. of his nose, saying, I need a cup of coffee. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so jarring. I just every single scene just kind of highlights the weirdness and... Kind of how dumb this world really is. Well, I mean, when when you're watching an anime, it's it's easier to accept because everything's animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the the technology just feels a little bit more more natural. It's really mm-hmm. really stylized, so I'm able to accept that there are people walking around with super powered animals held in spheres on their belts, and you know they do these super powered cockfights. Mm-hmm. But here, I, I need a little bit more context. I want a little bit of a better introduction if you're going to start reintroducing all of these characters in live action.
2: I kind of mm-hmm. like the fact that there was no explanation of how the Pokemon mm-hmm. came to existence in our world and I think that would have taken away from the movie if we had a, mm-hmm. an entire like okay, and you know, 100 years ago these aliens or whatever. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. the heck it is. I mm-hmm. kind of I mean, like the fact that we're and, just
1: thrown in. And mm-hmm. see, this is the thing. Like, I grew up... Like, Pokemon came out when I was already in college.
2: Yeah,
0: same. So yeah. it's,
1: it's <laughs> I would like a little explanation on how this all started because mm. the cartoons never really explained it.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. So, but again, when you're starting with an animated Saturday morning cartoon program <laughs> uh, and uh, dubbed as we grew up mm-hmm. watching them, grew up well, I, just, I yeah. watched them, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it feels a little bit more natural. That's just the premise, right. and I feel like this. Film is taking for granted the the fandom, mm-hmm. like that people are already going to be with this going in, and I think
3: a lot as a result, it's a weaker as a piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Right. I I can kind of see that, mm-hmm. and part of the thing. I feel like might contribute to that, is that this is actually based off one of the video games, Detective Pikachu, which mm. is one of the most boring and weakest games in the entire <laughs> franchise. So even even with me liking this world that they built, mm. it still boggled my mind, for the first Pokemon movie you're going to make in live action, why why one of the weakest games? Huh? Like what? It just didn't really click with me. And Ryan Reynolds, I found distracting throughout the first i'd say half of the movie Mm because i kept thinking of a pg deadpool yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. well he's
0: he's bringing that his same sort of snarky Mm -hmm. sense of humor and that's Mm -hmm. his greatest strength as a performer so fine Mm -hmm. um i think why they chose yeah again this is a weird one to start with just because detective pikachu is such a strange (laughs) idea (laughs) pikachu is a strange idea as is (laughs) detective pikachu so And it feels like they're trying to give us sort of a soft walk into the world of Pokemon. Uh, Maybe Paramount wasn't really ready yet. Warner Warner Brothers. Brothers. Excuse me, Warner Brothers. Pardon me. (laughs) Wasn't wasn't willing yet to go straight on into like a $250 million Pokemon, this is the world, we're going to introduce everything, we're going to set... That would be too busy, I think. So they're going to focus on a detective story. (laughs) But this world needs that. This world is so weird. I need something a little bit more expansive.
3: It's like Blade Runner. I suppose. Do you just no. compare Pokemon really to Blade Runner? There. It's, yeah. a, it's a, I mean... It's like it's like, funner than Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. But
1: there's uh, a base. Yeah, yeah. There's a base with Blade Runner. <laughs> well, and, and, Pokemon and, didn't really have a base to work on. Yeah, them. well
0: and, and Blade it's Runner has like... spent a lot of time mm-hmm. establishing yeah. things. It, uh, dep- whether or not you like it, there's an introduction in one of the cuts mm-hmm. where he kind of right. talks about everything that's okay. going on. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people hate that narration, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's, it sort of eases you into mm-hmm. the world of Blade Runner. And we kind of mm-hmm. see where these people live before we kind of get into the story proper. This, were just dropped right in. A car is blown up, and then we're with our main characters, and they're catching a Cubone out in a field. And, like, what is a Cubone? Why is there a dinosaur? What is the advantage of having one? Something that they've always talked about in all of the other anime... I've seen 22 of the anime films, by the way, so I'm not inexperienced. Um, but uh, one of the things they talk about is sort of this special relationship that human owners have with their Pokémon, and how it's this kind of very intimate semi-psychic, I guess, kind of soul bonding between these two Mm -hmm. creatures. I I was reminded of um, the the daemons in the Golden Compass, if you guys ever Mm -hmm. saw that movie. Barely remember it. They have these soul Mm -hmm. animals that can kind of speak to them, and I'm Mm -hmm. guessing that's kind of what a Pokemon is getting at. Mm -hmm. And they give lip service to that in Detective Pikachu, like... A human and a Pokemon can have a very special relationship. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And what does it mean that you have one, and what does it mean that you don't have one? Uh, the, mm-hmm. the main character, who, whose name we haven't even said because he's not that interesting, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, he's he's a loner. He prefers yeah. to be alone, mm-hmm. and that seems like he's doing fine with mm-hmm. that. The only... The only disadvantage is he works in insurance and all, everybody else finds that to be incredibly boring. Yeah. Well, what if he mm-hmm. wants to work in insurance? What if that's okay for him? The, yeah. hi, him yeah, having a Pikachu me. doesn't mm-hmm. seem to improve or or hurt his life in mm-hmm. any sort of way. It's just finding his father that's the
1: important thing. Right. Exactly. And there's that girl who plays a reporter, mm-hmm. right? It's like... She got kind of annoying to me.
2: Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, pretty much. The main character is
0: played by Justice Smith, by the way, yeah. and and the, yeah. the girl reporter is played mm-hmm. by a, an actress named Catherine Newton, mm-hmm. who was in Ben is Back. Yeah, and um, I had and, a uh, blockers. I had a and blast. In, she was very good in blockers. I had
2: a blaster in the film though. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I loved it. <laughs> I did get, for what it is. I mean, it's well, pocket it's, monsters. <laughs> it, it, it's, and it's, and get, that could be for another show.
1: Monsters, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Wasn't well, that what Pokemon stands for? <laughs> that, yeah, 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 that's no, that's much. why it's in Japanese.
1: Uh-huh. In yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. But weirdly it. enough,
3: when
0: they when they translated it into yeah. English, they turned it into po- Pokemon. Pokemon, and yeah, um, yeah. That, that's yeah. not the Japanese title. Yeah. I was
2: shocked as how uh, visually stunning the, the the it was. As far as like it was shot on film, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was yes. awesome. I think Warner Brothers or New Line, whoever it is, and uh, is it uh, Warner Brothers Legendary? And legendary. legendary? legendary. Um, I think they they really try to go all out with it I, i'm shocked that i mean maybe it's not our demo but i think they, they did uh they tried to do uh mm. give respect to the fans and stuff like that mm. almost to yeah. the point of that they don't really explain the stuff uh catering to the fans so a fan would probably know what's going on yeah uh, i don't know you've seen what 136 pokemon <laughs> films already so I, I me sitting i was just i was along for the ride and i had same, a good time
3: same here i mean because that's what I thought when seeing the movie it very much doesn't introduce anything and for me being a fan since the beginning I I was okay with it because I just could fill in the blanks of so how you... the world functions and like the Pokemon partners and like oh this is the very first Pokemon you got and you grew up with it so yeah. I was yeah. kind of filling in the blanks but for anyone who hasn't seen like isn't, isn't attached to the franchise from the beginning, I could definitely see how it can scratch mm. some heads. And that's one of the, the, the
2: uh, what happened to me during my screening, right, mm. is I, I saw there were people that were really hardcore into it, and they were just like going crazy at parts, mm. and I was just enjoying it for them. Mm. I, I I just love the cinematic experience when people are just into it, except this guy right here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm, I am a,
0: a Pokemon fan going yeah, back to yeah. you know, at least age 20 or so when, yeah, when it smart. sort of introduced to my life I, I can explain the circumstances as to why I got into Pokemon but it's not yeah. interesting <laughs> but yeah, po- Pokemon is really absurd and I, I appreciate that so, not just Pokemon but this is just a big trend in cinema in general uh, You, you, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame is also the same way it's... Studios are now looking online and joining in fan communities and finding Mm -hmm. out exactly what fans want to see. And they're giving them exactly what fans want to see, and they're making huge amounts of money doing that. And I think fans might have a little too much clout in dictating what they want to see in feature films. Um, The the, the same can be said of the Sonic the Hedgehog preview. I had a discussion about this recently Mm. on my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you guys are shaking your head. A, it's a terrible idea. Don't make a film of Sonic the Hedgehog. If
2: you're,
0: if you're going to, try to make an interesting story out of it. And thirdly, if fans don't like the way you designed the creature, don't go back at the last minute in a panic and redesign the creature. That's your movie. Yeah, you should could, be able yeah. how to design Sonic the Hedgehog. Even, I think it looks terrible. I think it looks like a, a, a horrendous monster, but it's not. it's not up to me to choose that. It's up to the director. And I think... We should leave filmmakers a little bit more leeway to make uh, mm-hmm. a version of a fan thing, uh, fan-friendly thing, the way they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people sort of bristle, oh, the first X-Men film, they changed all of the outfits. They're changing all of this thing from the source material. It's true. Those, those first yeah. two X-Men films are pretty excellent, and I They're like sure. the changes. Really I, I like that we could have a film version of the thing rather than just the film of the same thing if that makes sense that makes sense i think
3: the most important thing going back to x-men is that Mm -hmm. yeah they make a lot of changes but the spirit of the original comics is still there Mm -hmm. and that translates into two very good first movies Mm -hmm. and if i could go back to sonic the hedgehog like like the design is probably one of the least um the things i was concerned about the least, just because <laughs> the trailer looked terrible. And I'm not saying you can't do a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but if you're going to do one, make it animated. Because uh, we're going back to the days of Garfield or Alvin the Chipmunks with this movie here. And when studios are in a panic like trying to redesign, the look after the trailer came out, that's just not... It's not a good sign of faith. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they don't there's, have any
0: faith in
2: this product.
3: There, there's a... a s- Segment in on the internet right now, actually praising
2: the director for listening to the fans. Mm. Um, mm. That's another side of the coin, maybe. Mm.
0: You know, but you know, as 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 a, as, as a critic,
2: yeah. And, I, and yeah. I've said I've said this
0: numerous times on various outlets. But as a critic, I'm not really concerned with what fans want. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, when yeah. I go into a movie, yeah. I want a, a, the kind of movie that I didn't know I wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't want necessarily to be catered to. I don't want to be pandered to. A lot of people mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, in fact, that's the whole rise on Dutch for Pokemon detective Pikachu. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have a feature film that Pokemon fans are going to love. And you Mm -hmm. know what? Pokemon fans are going to love it. It has Mm -hmm. that same kind of kid like absurdity that Mm -hmm. we just sort of roll with when we're kids. And, Heck knows I saw a lot of crap like that when I was a kid. And
1: really? Yeah. Oh yeah, we like, are. Yeah, I, yeah. so I could name many movies yeah. that were. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was, I'm, I'm 40. I was raised mm-hmm. on like the, the garbage TV of the 1980s, and I watched He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It's crap. Don't go back. It's terrible. <laughs>
2: oh my god! But, what? Yeah,
0: you're 40. <laughs> I know. I, that's I, from look 50. That's from Family
2: Guy. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: guys remember that? Oh yeah. my god! But, you're 40. So, 40? so I, and, I, and I appreciate that. You know, the the studios are finally doing what. Fans Fans have been clamoring for, you know, the yeah. the 20 mm-hmm. years before they started doing this, and in the last 20 years they oh. have been, and you're kind of doing the film version of exactly mm-hmm. what's in the comics, and during that span, I stopped wanting that, so I'm watching something like Detective Pikachu, thinking, okay, this is good for a Pokemon fan, but... This isn't a good movie. (laughs) This is just, uh, this is absurd and it's dumb. It's, it's just stupid crap. And I'm not really on its wavelength, Mm -hmm. even though it's perfectly well-made, it's colorful, it's got good design, the script is followable. Mm -hmm. There's not anything Mm -hmm. objectively wrong with the filmmaking. It's just the concept is so dumb and the filmmakers are throwing themselves so foolhardily into it that I'm just being pushed out. Mm -hmm. Mm. I know I'm I'm probably in the minority oh, here, oh, Okay, but... so what?
2: let me ask you guys that are familiar with Pokemon. Right. What's a complex Pokemon mm. story that you would mm. have liked
3: to have seen? Uh The problem is that Pokemon's actually not that complex. No. <laughs> so if you're making it, that's all yeah. it. Mission, well, mission accomplished. I mean, I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming you know, from because, again, I had issues with it being just a standard... Detective Mystery, and I already talked about how doing Detective Pikachu was kind of a bizarre idea in the first place, mm. but um, I mean, Pokemon is pretty simple. It's, I mean, I, I'm i not going to go in the mindset of, like, if I made the movie, this is what I would have done, because I don't like being in that mindset. I just love being, I just love watching the movie, and if it's bad, it's bad. If I like it, then, hey, I like it. Okay. okay. That's fair, fair. I'll leave. Uh, and Anything yeah. else you guys wanted to say about
0: Detective Pikachu? Pika, pika.
2: <laughs> I'm a big fan of this place and I've always wanted to do that. I, I give it. I, give it, I give it four star use. Um, what do you guys give it? Like, a, Do you guys do a one to ten or anything? Uh, no, I think I think the
1: discussion says it. Yeah. If, if, if yeah. you're
3: more comfortable giving it a rating. Recommendation, say, maybe?
1: like If I'm giving it a rating, I'm giving it like a six, seven. So, okay.
3: I I'd, I'd probably say seven as well. I mean, I before coming in here, I had a review on my own channel and I'm, my custom rating system. I've said it's good but not great. Okay. And that's just what it is for me.
2: Okay. Uh, I give it a seven for general audience and Mm -hmm. an eight if if you're a kid, maybe a fan. And I think Mm -hmm. it's going to give Avengers a run for its money this weekend. Well,
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) that is a bold statement, sir. We'll be back
2: here next week. We'll see. It (laughs) says the man in the Happy Hogan shirt. Exactly.
0: Oh, yeah, he's wearing his Avengers t shirt. Favorite character? (laughs) Uh,. He's the one who, uh, he's the director who kind of started everything. Yeah, so, and he's, you know, he's, can... he's the one that's over 40. And uh, <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> and he's that a little is. chubby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now in, in, moving on uh, in our discussion, you know, Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. is, a, I guess we can all agree, is like when compared to the litany of films that have been based on video games, and there have been several dozen at this Mm -hmm. point, and there are very, very few that are even watchable, much less good. (laughs) Um, Where do you think it falls on that spectrum? I would... Because in any objective measure, I'd say it falls on the high end of that spectrum.
1: Right. It really does, because I automatically, when I think of video game movies, I'm thinking of Super Mario Brothers, (laughs) (laughs) and how bad that movie was. I love Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unironically, I love Super Mario Brothers. When King Koopa does not look like a... Doesn't look Lizard. like Bowser. Yeah, exactly. He looks exactly. like Dennis
0: Hopper. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's better. <laughs> well, nah, I watched, I, well, I was a kid when I saw it. I wanted yeah, the video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I wanted, and I didn't get that. You, so. you, you
0: had, we had the Super Mario Bros. Super Show on mm-hmm. TV, and, right. that, and that is also garbage. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd rather have this weird steampunk... Hollywood artificiality where they altered everything? Because that seems like a more intelligent way to go about it, something yeah, as bizarre as Super exactly. Mario Bros. Exactly. But
1: Pikachu's a higher rated film than a lot of the mm. video game films that are out there. I, I think it it definitely ranks higher mm. than mm. what I've seen. I mean, the Resident Evil series, good or bad, were shot very well. It had some things, but... But mostly bad. But
0: mostly bad, <laughs> but mostly bad exactly.
1: But, but But in comparison, mm. it actually is higher. You see that... You're hoping that the next, whenever they take a video game adaptation, that they get that next step, and it mm-hmm. keeps growing, and it becomes something better, like, hopefully like an Uncharted, since you have been talking about that, and hopefully that will be the next big step. I, I just want a good movie, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. what, what is the, the,
0: what's the best video game movie that you've seen, outside of Detective Pikachu? Damn, yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I've been thinking about this since, so, mm-hmm. for a couple hours, now, and I don't think there is one, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I, did, did I, you see uh, Rampage or two? I did Raider? see Rampage
1: okay. did not like Rampage because oh, okay. mm. it, it's a video game that just pretty much all you did was tear down buildings and eat mm. the people inside and that's mm. it that, that's great
0: yeah, yeah. exactly I mean, it's I mean, but I mean, the people. movie
1: but the movie was just not I love The Rock I like mm. seeing The Rock but it just wasn't anything that... Okay. I know wasn't.
2: him personally. He has rock posters all over his room.
1: Yeah, okay. pretty much, yeah. Really? <laughs> I've been trying for years oh. to get the people's eyebrow, and I just can't. Come, come now, who doesn't? Let's see. Let's, let's all do it. I s- just can't. Can you smell
0: what critics are cooking? <laughs> I don't know. What, what camera were we supposed to leave? <laughs> exactly. just, just any of them. All right. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I would, going back to Rampage, before Detective Pikachu, I would say that's... That was probably the standard for me in terms of video game movies. I mean, I'm not going to say it's good, but um, I have a soft spot for giant monsters yeah. destroying cities. And Dwayne Johnson obviously has a ton of charisma. And um, I think for me, it works in the same way the first Pirates of the Caribbean worked. I'm not saying they're the sa- I'm not saying they're in the same league, but the first Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> sure, but what I mean is like the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie didn't really have anything to do with the ride whereas Rampage Mm -hmm. barely had anything to Mm -hmm. do with the game. Uh, Like, the monsters were, like, their characters in name only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it was kind of allowed to be its own thing. It was just Rampage in name only, and I had fun with it.
0: Mm. I I agree I thought Rampage Rampage and Tomb Raider both not great films were sort of at least a a step in the right direction Mm -hmm. because before this yeah the high water marks were what Mortal Kombat was often cited and Resident Evil by the same director Mm -hmm. these these were the two films that were considered the best ones Mm if Mortal Kombat is the best of anything, you're in a really bad place. Because Mortal Kombat isn't a good movie. No, it's, but the music it's, it's was really good. Confusing. That theme but song the, was good. The soundtrack is great, yeah. but it came out in the 90s when mm-hmm. you could have a trash film with a great soundtrack. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Dead Man on Campus has a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but, yeah, but,
2: uh, as far as like the worst, um, I've always been disappointed with Resident Evil. Uh, mm-hmm. I know maybe undeservingly... I, because just to know that the great George Romero was supposed to direct the first one, and somehow that fell he was, oh, yeah, man, and, oh wow, and then kind of like I love the video game, and then I felt like the movie wasn't like the video game okay. enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you you like when they when mm-hmm. they go a little different. Uh, I want to say uh, as far as best video game movies, I know this is kind of not a video game, but it went from movie to video game. Is I love Tron. I just want to say Tron Mm -hmm. because Tron does not get. For me, it's a video game turned into a movie because I I started with playing the video game first. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. the the arcade game. Yeah, the arcade game. So mm -hmm. that's the way I go, and you know, that Mario Brothers movie, wow. (laughs) John Lagazzano was cool. Great, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. uh, mm
0: -hmm. That wonderful Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) Um, The the worst video game adaptation I've seen was probably the sequel to Silent Hill. It's like called Silent Hill Mm. Revelations, Revolution, Revolutions, Silent Hill Apocalypse, one of those. Uh, Silent Hill Endgame, and (laughs) it it it's again it's based on this really strange video game premise, which maybe when you're playing a game it makes sense, where you Mm -hmm. go into a haunted city and it's completely abandoned during the day and then it's haunted at night. But, like, it's only haunted in a parallel dimension at night, and it's really confusing. It kind of makes sense when you watch the feature film. Second one just sort of throws you into this big mishmash of violent imagery and difficult-to-follow plots and uninteresting stories. So it just is really, really painful. Painful (laughs) to watch. It's just badly, badly made. Um, None of us has mentioned Uwe Boll yet, how he, for (laughs) the better part of the 2000s, was churning out film after film based on video games
2: and how... Notoriously terrible. Oh yeah. Pretty much each yeah. one of them was. I, I think the reason why I can't mention too many bad video game movies is mm. because quite frankly, as soon as the credits start rolling, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot I saw it. Yeah, so yeah. this was a very difficult we were we were sent to Topics a few days mm. ago and it was kind of a difficult topic mm-hmm. to cover for me because I was like what what video game movies have I seen and and then so I started researching I've seen all these films and I just forgot what they were about <laughs> oh, right. I forgot what they were about because they're mm-hmm. they're done on the cheap they don't respect the source material enough mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. and they use mm-hmm. the name that's just my take on it you know I mean? yeah I mean I love Pika- I like Pikachu yeah. I love Pikachu yeah. <laughs> hey guys it. I can
1: chime in from the booth you want to talk about bad video game movies what about Street Fighter the movie
3: Street Fighter uh, the Movie okay oh, yeah. starring in the, so, the final in, movie with um what's his name Raul Julia Raul Julia yeah mm-hmm.
0: of course <laughs> <laughs> um i i watched the first time i saw Street Fighter the movie uh it was right after i actually brought brought them home from the video store and watched them back to back it was right after i had uh, finished watching Double Dragon
1: ooh. With, with, ooh with Scott
0: Wolf and Alyssa Milano and Robert mm-hmm. Patrick um and that it that's colorful, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon, like, just gone wrong and just everything's terrible about it and after that, when you see the relatively slick production and better thought out version of Street Fighter it feels kind of okay mm. uh, yeah. so I, yeah. I ended up walking away from Street Fighter saying, ah oh, that wasn't bad <laughs> exactly,
1: and John claude Van Damme looked like yeah, the actors yeah, were all look, having, a yeah, look, look, they, win, they having a great time that Mignolwain was having a
3: great yeah. time that has
2: a cult following, by the way yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people.
3: At the very least, it's better than the second time they made a Street Fighter movie, Legend of yeah. Chun Li. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's what true. I'm pretty sure I saw. I think, but I totally forgot. Kristen about.
2: Crook is so cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's the way I am with Double Dragon and Melissa yeah. Milano. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, or, or Scott Wolf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have an honorable me- mention. Uh, when I want to ask the panel: uh, Would they think does Pixels count as a as a Video game since it I, didn't everyone sure, packed Yeah, man. why not? I thought that was okay. I think it got real bad reviews. Uh, de- some deserving, some not. Uh, uh, the criticism, but it was okay.
3: Worse reviews than it deserved. Yeah, I, that, yeah right. you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I finally would. we agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would say it's not based off a video game because it was based off a short film um, that okay. just happened to be based off video games. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, no, no. You might be, at, you might have a point right there. Do I win today's
2: show? <laughs> I <think it> <laughs> Maybe.
0: The, the, the best thing about Pixels was clearly Peter Dinklage because uh, he did, was. You guys, did you guys yeah, see I the documentary film uh, The King of Kong: A festival of Quarters? Yes, I about did. The, the the rivalry between Steve Wiebe and Billy Mitchell, these two mm-hmm. Donkey Kong champions, and the drama in competitive Donkey Kong c- competitions. Yeah. Uh, uh, Peter Dinklage in that movie was playing Billy Mitchell. Like the look and his attitude was from that film, and that was mm-hmm. kind of a, a cute little wink to people who follow the video game world. Mm-hmm.
2: Has anyone made a movie on that? You said it's a documentary. Or yeah, or it? it's a documentary. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, documentary. To I'm gonna check sure. that one out.
0: Surely yeah. somebody's working on like a fictionalized version of that. somewhere. Be interesting. But, yeah, it was really good. It was really mm-hmm. good. Potential that could was, be the
2: best video yeah. game movie.
0: King of Kong might be one of the better mm-hmm. video game movies because it's about you know the, right. the the mechanics of playing the game and what yeah. the world of video game Like, living in the world of video games. And because of the age I am, I find arcade cabinets to be sort of more where the video game world is rather than the stuff you play at home, which right. is what billions
2: of people do instead. Yeah, um,
0: exactly.
2: And then maybe you guys could uh, um, let me know if I'm wrong here, but I saw someone do a YouTube video on the creator of Tetris. Mm. That would be mm-hmm. an insane film. The guy was from Russia, yeah, and, and he never really. got any, any monetization for it, or because the, the
0: state owned the game for a little and, while there. Yeah. yeah, it was it was owned by the Russian government, so it was this big, wow. uh, yeah. big sort of yeah corporate deal as to how they could bring it over to America and. They don't know who really had the rights, and I think a lot of the money ended up going into the Russian, like the Soviet government. That'd be a great film. So <laughs> legendary,
2: if you're watching, um, you know. No, we'll that's that's, you that's
0: know. Spielberg's next film. Yeah, you know, like be great. His, his the really terse, the post style drama about <laughs> oh, the, the, yeah. the politics behind Tetris, right. and Tom he Hanks will the, be in it. Yeah as, <laughs> yeah, as the American or as the Russian. <laughs> I don't know. I Don't know. Uh, the. Best video game movie I've ever seen, I had to look it up, uh, was an anime film from 2009 called Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. And this is a film nobody saw. I think it played in a theater in Los Angeles for a week. Um, And you can find it on, like, anime streaming services. I think it's on, like, Crunchyroll. But, uh, yeah, it was based on a game for, I think, the Game Boy Advance. And it was a sort of point-and-click detective game. And Hmm. they turned it into a detective-style story where a bunch of masterful detectives were brought in together by a supervillain saying, Solve my puzzles. It was kind of like Saw in a way, but really much more (laughs) kid-friendly. But but with more of an Agatha Christie vibe. And yeah, Professor Layton was very stern. He had a boy sidekick. And they just solved problems. And it was actually really well-told and really intriguing and funny and light. Uh, It was a really well-put-together film. It's probably the best film I've seen to, be, to have been based on a video game. Interesting. interesting.
2: Hmm. I'll yeah, check and, that and of out.
0: Co- and of course, you know, I think you have to be sort of a deep cut anime person to understand some of this stuff. But yeah. yeah it's,
2: You'd be surprised, yeah. uh, uh, personally, and maybe you guys have felt the same, have you guys ever gone to watch a movie and not know anything about the source material, but... The movie was so good that you go home and you just do your own research and like you become a fan of whoever the movie was about or, or the mm. source. Does that mm-hmm. ever
3: happen to you? I, um, let me think about that. I, I'm sure it's happened a couple times before. Mm-hmm. It's happened mm-hmm. for me a couple times, but mm-hmm. usually there's a giant Marvel logo in front of it. Huh? Uh, oh. <laughs> it was Bohemian Rhapsody
2: for me because I wasn't oh, the there queen. You go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people say that it's uh, not... Really accurate to the real life, but in it, it, the movie, I loved it so much that I went home and I started researching it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just thought yeah. i share that with I
0: think you guys. That happened with me and Repo Man. I started looking into like L.A. punk rock and the hardcore yeah. scene a little bit mm-hmm. more after I had seen Repo Man. I'm kind of yeah. interested in that that music and
1: that scene. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, me it was Sound City because since they recorded so many bands at that recording studio, like Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac and Nirvana had recorded there, and such. Those bands I used to after I saw the movie, I actually drove by there just to see what it was like and to see what, what that vibe was because it's mm. so interesting and it's so legendary. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's one of those things where, oh, I had to do the research to see what it was, what was it all, what it all about. Okay.
3: I can't, I can't answer, like, as a serious answer, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Huh? <laughs> just a, as the best? You, well, in terms of, like, um, movies where I knew nothing mm. and then liked it so much that I went to do a bunch of research on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I want
2: to watch the Donkey Kong um, more. I want to learn more about that Donkey yeah, Kong. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, the,
3: the Donkey Kong. Now you really think joy,
2: about right? it. Yeah, I remember that in, mm-hmm. in uh, Pixels. So yeah, 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 and yeah, if you
0: watch Pixels right after, you'll see exactly what Peter did yeah. is doing, and it's it's no, really, I'm not really going to watch it after the. Oh well. The one
2: time. <laughs> Uh,
0: so, uh, no, so. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's all we have to really say about video game movies. There's not, not. Uh...
2: I, I think uh, you know, you're right. Uh, fan service could be, it's could be a double-edged sword. Um, mm-hmm. if you go too far, uh, some stuff may not translate into film. Uh, but I also think that the fan base should always be respected. If you're using the name, you're using the name mm-hmm. of the, the, the IP. Um, you should give it a, a chance uh, and stuff like that. And besides, uh, you know, studios have. Uh, test screenings all the time what better testing is than the people who have paid 60 dollars a video game you know to exactly go, they're here gonna pay go. 10 dollars to watch the movie True. Well, here, here's a
0: question that i want to put to you um a, a lot of video game fans have been sort of worried about the way video games have been represented in film you know there are, there are no good video game films you hear it said a lot in sort of online discourse and a lot of video game fans are concerned about that because they feel that the larger film audience is getting a bad representation of their favorite uh, hobby. And... I'm wondering if video games, which are such a huge industry now, they make as, almost as much mo- money as movies. More. Yeah, more so. Yeah. yeah, they're selling consoles, there's this huge online community, there's, you know, YouTube channels and uh, let's play videos yeah. and people make a living let, off yeah. of let's plays. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sure. video games is just as big a world as movies. Does a video game need a movie to
3: be legitimized in the eye of the public? I would say no. Because mm-hmm. you can always if like what you're if you've been looking for something, let me start that again, if you're looking forward to a video game being translated to a movie and it's not good, mm-hmm. then you could always go back to the game mm-hmm. uh, it's just like with um if they remake a movie, yeah, that remake might not be very good, but you still have the original, so nothing's really mm-hmm. lost in that sense
0: well in in a, in a way there is something lost because you know when you say i, I love halloween now you have to distinguish not between two but by, by three films now called halloween yeah and whenever you bring up john carpenter's 1978 classic it's now colored by the fact that these other two films have sort of elbowed their way into the conversation and i think maybe the same is true of like video game players and the movies it's like, oh, I I really, really love Resident Evil. Oh, like the movie. No, nothing like the movie. <laughs> like, you have to distinguish that the games are sort of this own thing. And I think, I think this should. is a concern for video game fans. I think
2: it should be the other way around. I think uh, it you know, it's first a video game and all support the video games have received over the years. I think the movies should respect that a little more. I wasn't creeped out by Resident Evil. I was creeped out playing the video game, though. And hmm. that's, that's where it lost. Because, I mean, remember playing that game on the first PlayStation? How like, creepy it was and how, like, new it was to... My friend's like, dude, you're going to get scared playing this. I'm like, yeah, right. like, (laughs) dude, yeah, I was scared. All the zombies, like, Mm -hmm. uh, lurking and stuff. And then the movie was just not that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. if the movie was a little bit more that, Mm -hmm. I would have liked it. I know it has a fan base, but...
0: Mm. Right. right. Well, I think a big issue is that a lot of the video game adaptation, like you look at video games, you look at something like Resident Evil, you look at you know, your Metroids and your Zeldas. A lot of these things are kind of inspired by B movies anyway. Yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know Metroid is inspired by Alien. Uh, so yeah. if you're gonna make a Metroid film, unfortunately the games have been going on for so long that they have these gigantic expansive mythologies and filmmakers are making the mistake of trying to incorporate the entire mythology in the first film, when really they might do better to go back to its B-movie origins and make a B-movie out of it, make a, a, you know with a cast of three people and four sets, and kind of capture the spirit of the first game and expand from there the same way the game series did. But this is me giving studio notes to something I have no control over. So. Yeah. But I
1: agree with you on that. I think uh, simpl- simplifying the story... Taking Mm -hmm. one of the video games or one of the stories and simplifying it and building off of, like, the first video game that was released would probably be better than trying to expand the whole world, eight Mm -hmm. video games, maybe ten video games into one. World of Warcraft was one of those games where it's so expansive, Mm -hmm. and how do you pull that into a story? And
0: that film was a a mess as a Mm -hmm. result. They can't focus on, like they've to incorporate all these things that people know from the games and now okay. and games are now like bigger and more elaborate than movies could ever be right. it's like even when you take the game portion out and just watch the cut scenes it's like you have 10 20 100 hour mini series just within the game itself yeah, right. so how do you distill that into you know a 2 or 3 hour feature film you can't right. so i i think it's sort of a losing proposition so that we've gotten any tolerable video game movies at
3: all is kind of a great thing
1: yeah, yeah. exactly mm.
0: Sorry, I don't mean to dictate the
3: the conversation. That's fine. (laughs) One one thing I'll add to that is um, I think if video game movies are going to. Going back to your argument about, like, or who. Did you say about making the games more simple when it comes to mm-hmm. well making translate- a movie
1: making the translation from a game to a movie yeah. just simplifying it a little bit. Yeah,
3: that's I think if we're if we're going to get more video game movies in the future that's the way we need to go uh, like start out with a game that has a very simple premise um even if you have to go far back as the 80s like you said Metroid. Mm-hmm. Uh don't do something like Grand Theft Auto which is so like it's so complicated and so big that Something like that probably would work better as a TV series. Mm. If you have something simple, straight to the point, then um, it would probably be easier to do as a first film, and then you can expand with more of what the games had to offer.
2: Mm. But wasn't yeah. everyone here kind of complaining that Detective Pikachu was too basic, like, 30 minutes ago? I,
3: I didn't say basic. I said well, generic. I didn't say, uh, I didn't say uh, basic. Generic? Oh.
1: <laughs> I just said the story wasn't good. <laughs>
2: People in the comments are probably going, oh. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are going to fight now.
0: Pika, pika. (laughs) You you, you can call me whatever rude names you like. Look up new rude names. uh, I can take it. They're all nice. (laughs) Use the delete button. You're all wonderful people. (laughs) Um, so I, uh, I think that's all we have to say about video game movies or at, at the very least we should probably move on um, our, one of our topics of discussion this week was going to be the preview for IT chapter Ooh. 2 Ooh. <laughs> yes <There's> this, uh, <gasps> the second
2: part of the IT saga <coughs> could, I, um, could I take this off and put it on my nose like a clown <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll, Just fo- I'll walk out of the <laughs> studio right yeah. now. Follow your heart. That's what I have to say. It <laughs> would be creeped uh, out. You like. mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the, the first It, uh, well, in, in 1990, uh, Stephen King's novel It was adapted mm-hmm. into a miniseries with uh, Tim Curry as a really horrendous clown uh, who stalked children, and we kind of got to see them, uh, w- the effects of being stalked by a monster, how that sort of rippled into their adult lives. Yeah. Uh, and the, the book is the same way. Uh, the first film, the feature film, uh, based on It that came out two years ago, 2017, Uh, was just about the childhood experience, about them being uh, stalked by clowns. Uh, We didn't get any flash-forwards to what it looked like as an adult until now. Uh, The second part is now going to be the same characters 30 years later as adults in the present day, dealing with the consequences of the trauma they suffered yeah great right. yeah. um 27 years to be
2: exact because i believe mm. it comes every 27 years uh,
0: something like that yeah. i don't remember the exact number but yeah. i know they transposed it because the book came out in the 1980s mm. and uh, stephen king set the kids section in the 1950s and so if you're going to set the adult world in the modern day you go back 30 years comes back in the 1980s yeah so yeah mm.
2: Interesting. Uh,
0: They just sort of transposed everything forward a couple decades. Um, Were you guys fans of the first It? Oh, I was. Yes. Um,
2: Yeah. Star Wars, Mm -hmm. move over. It is chapter (laughs) two. I've said this, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll say it again. um, And I'm glad to be on this platform to say it. Mm -hmm. Is uh, for horror movies. I think. It to me is uh, the star the Star Wars for horror the equivalent Mm. you know as far as anticipation and stuff Mm -hmm. it's it's epic it's about the friendship with the kids and I tell people it's it's a fantasy fellowship almost like Fellowship of the Ring type of thing (laughs) for me because a lot of people are like oh no I'm scared of clowns I don't want to see it it's like Mm -hmm. I think it's more about the relationship Mm -hmm. and the fantasy. Then the horror aspect of it, I'm yeah, so excited. I, I could kind
3: of see that because it definitely had some Stranger fi- Stranger Things vibes to it outside of uh, one of the kid actors being in it. All right. But uh, yeah, it was a big surprise for me because I'm not a fan of that miniseries. Like, mm-hmm. for, for my age range, everyone loves it, but me it's just like, this is goofy. So it, <laughs> the movie creeped me out and Bill mm-hmm. Svarsgaard... He definitely stole the show as Pennywise, mm-hmm. and just creeped me out so much. And this trailer just—it's giving me more of those creepy vibes. And I'm hoping it sticks the landing. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, the best thing about it is that me and Lewis were at CinemaCon, and we saw that full that scene that they've cut in the beginning of the trailer. We saw the full scene,
0: just, and just the scene, not the feature film. No,
1: just the scene. Uh, that beginning scene that they show in the trailer, and oh my god, it's creepy. Like the yeah. full scene that that if that was creepy. The full scene is even creepier. Ooh. I can
2: tell you that the old woman's not blurred out.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you know no, the part. Yeah, you yeah. Know.
2: Yeah. Uh, it was good, and the reaction from the from the people in there and <laughs> Warner Brothers presentation at CinemaCon. It's my first CinemaCon. I don't, I don't know if you guys have been, but I really recommend you guys going. Um, was such an awesome experience. But Warner Brothers presentation, they had so many good things to show that. I forgot half of them, but it it it, <laughs> it it stayed stayed with me because it it gave me chills. Everyone looked at each other like, "Wow!" And it was extended like a minute more, right. which is a lot, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is gonna the poop's gonna hit the fan.
1: Yeah, and people yeah. were talking when we were walking out of the Coliseum at Caesar's Palace. People were talking about it.
2: And the, the yeah, 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 and the Joker. Yeah, it and Joker. So we have two clowns coming.
1: Yeah.
3: Interesting.
2: Hooray, scary
1: clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers going to be think? overrun by them.
0: Uh, I think it is great in a crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of those films that has like a lot of fun haunted house type imagery that is fun to sort of like leap into a date's arms over. Um, that said, it's like sort of a thrill rather than proper scary like i I wasn't really scared of the clown i was just sort of entertained by the clown (laughs) i think what it did best was the the kid stuff all of the relationship (laughs) what you were saying about sort of these kids having a relationship their relationship their banter their reaction to all of this was really nice i feel like a lot of the story was rushed i don't like that they just sort of beat the clown to death with baseball bats at the end because one of the conceits in the book that they put in the miniseries was uh they had a, a silver coin. They understood that the way to kill a monster is to hit it with a silver bullet. Oh, so they had no. a silver coin, and they melted it down into a little ball, and they put it in a slingshot. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of using their own childhood totems to destroy this childhood monster, essentially a closet monster. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting to me. And one of the characters, he says that... His, uh, his inhaler tasted like battery acid. And he approached the clown and said, this is battery acid. He sprayed it on the clown and it burned it. Oh. And so it was wow. kind of using the childhood imagination and the fact that they're really separated off from the adult world to fight this thing that nobody believes them uh, believes them about. And I feel like the film was a little bit too straightforward. It's like we're just going to go into the sewers and beat it up. Like well, and you know, th- they all float. Well, okay, they're floating, but what does that signify? What does that mean? I feel like it was a little weirdly edited, mm-hmm. but I can't deny that I was thrilled while watching it, and how a lot of the hearing all the people around you sort of scream and squirm does make the film a lot more fun. I think when you're alone yeah. in a room by yourself, it's not going to be quite as scary. Ironically enough,
3: I, I haven't seen it since it was in mm-hmm. theaters, so I'm curious how rewatching it alone would be.
2: Yeah, I, I've literally. watched it a few times. I, I still, I think it holds up for me. Uh, one thing that I hope the internal research division at the studio, because believe me, they do have research. because yeah, yeah. uh, These are multi-million dollar uh, things. I hope there's they, it's showing them that jump scares aren't as fun anymore because I'm done with them. Um, a, a few is okay, but it's like they're getting too formulaic at this point. I feel the first it had a, a few almost borderline too many jump scares. The footage though had no jump scares, mm-hmm. or maybe like just slightly hints, slight, and it's um, creepier. And if you guys ever watch The Haunting of Hill House the, on Netflix, okay, there's not that many jump scares in it, and it is creepy as heck. You're talking about the
0: series, The Haunting of Hill House,
2: yeah, not not the haunting or the feature film, not the feature film, <laughs> oh, no, not the Liam Neeson one, right? So oh, yeah, there was there was. What the, is the one yeah. on, on uh, Netflix? Uh, the haunt, I think it's The Haunting of Hill House, the one that yeah. just came out last That's, year. But mm. but anyways. Uh, Jump scares, I think, need to be cut down on. And uh, mm-hmm. what, what's most promising about this footage was that the, it didn't feel like jump scary. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys like jump scares or not? No. no. Mm-hmm. Only when they're done well. Bare- mm-hmm. But there's just too many. And that's
1: where, like for me, after seeing that once extended scene, it reminded me a little bit of The Shining. Even the color mm-hmm. scheme with mm. that avocado paint and then with the lady running around naked mm. it's like there's something about a stephen king film with naked old ladies that are very scary mm. and, and it's nothing bad i i don't mean but <laughs> but it, it, i remember in the shining seeing that and it freaking me out mm. because it's like she looks normal and then all of a sudden she's decayed she's in normal. another state yeah and mm-hmm. it reminded me back to when i was a kid watching the shining
0: could be well, the first a um, 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 movie none of us should have seen as kids, but we <laughs> did <yeah>. anyway. <laughs> exactly. Could this be
2: the first billion dollar mm-hmm. horror film? Seven hundred million, the first film? I, I honestly don't no. care.
0: I want a good film. I don't yeah, care yeah. how much money. I but, yeah. See, well,
2: well, hold on. Mm. I want good films to make money, so they can make mm-hmm. more good films. If yeah. crappy films it's, make a billion
3: mm. dollars, we get more well, crappy. It's films. gonna make money because uh, yeah. Yeah. it the, at first it had the highest opening mm-hmm. weekend for a horror movie and. I don't think it's gonna hit a billion dollars no. because it's. I mean, because it's rated R, so there will be some restrictions for mm-hmm. some people to go unless they have to sneak in. Which please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't see it cracking a billion dollars. So. Why are you looking at Mike when you talk about sneaking in?
2: I'm looking at our
1: audience right no, there. No, I Who think you know be better.
2: Like, yeah.
1: well, <laughs> if, if, because because in the mind. 80s, we used to Look, do that. If yeah, so the you're
0: going to sneak in, buy a ticket for like a little tiny indie <laughs> film that deserves the ticket revenue, and then yeah. sneak into the blockbuster mm-hmm. that exactly. doesn't. So there you go. That's, that's the practice. Right. Not that I would encourage that, but I encourage I <laughs> uh, No, I'm not encouraging that at all. Do not do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're not concerned that there's no more kids anymore in this second mm-hmm. chapter? You're, it's all just a
2: new adult cast? going to be there the kids mm-hmm. are going to be there uh they were actually present at CinemaCon mm-hmm. pushing the film with their older counterpart so uh, i think there's going to be a lot of uh of uh, the kids from the original film and that is very concerning because the kids were so likable mm-hmm. if you like it the kids the acting was so likable that the adults i don't care who they get uh oscar mm-hmm. winning whatever and whatever it's going to be hard to say okay this person that you like so much is now this person mm-hmm. so i think that's going to be a big obstacle for it, Chapter Two to uh, surpass the first film as far as likability, uh, but I think they're going to do it. Uh, there's a lot. It's already written. It's already written story. Stephen mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. King's the best, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna. I think it's gonna do well. It's, it's, it's the only Stephen King book I've read, so it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to, to sort of seeing
0: the adaptation. Uh, anyway, that's our show for this week. Um, yeah, really? yeah but can,
1: t- tell uh, tell our wonderful, lovely, sexy viewers who you are and where they can find you. Yeah, don't forget. Uh, I guess I, we'll start down this way. Uh, <laughs> Mike Sandoval, Muse TV. Check us out on YouTube and MuseTV and we have some new shows coming up, so stay tuned. All right, Fantastic. You, can,
3: you find me, Alexander Robinson, on YouTube and Instagram, the Real Mister Robinson, Twitter, Real Mister underscore Robinson, and Stardust Real Mister Robinson.
2: And my name is Lewis Lecca. You can find me on NuketheFridge.com, dot The Nerd Report or Nerd Report on YouTube, and at your nearest uh, wherever they're having serving lunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Whitney Seibel I co-host uh, "Canceled Too Soon and the Critically Acclaimed podcast you can find my writings at criticallyacclaimed.net occasionally IGN.com uh, and you can find me on Twitter and insult me there uh, uh, this uh, I'd like to encourage all of our all of our panel and all of our viewers to uh, look into Malton Fest which is coming up yes. on the, uh, oh, May, May 11th be there and 12th that's at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood, California <laughs> uh, he's showing uh, Bailey Lugosi Meets a Brooklyn Gorilla and some other films as well uh, that's the one I'm concerned he's a with. a legend though. right
2: there, Leonard Maltin. Yeah, Leonard,
0: Leonard Maltin is, is the elder yeah. statesman of our craft. So mm-hmm. we, we all admire what he's doing. Uh, he has his own festival now. It's great. And he and his family have put it all together. They have wonderful taste. Uh, be sure to join us next week here at the LAOFCS Weekly uh, Show. We're going to be talking about John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. They put that word in the title just so you look up what Parabellum means. Uh, maybe A Dog's Journey, The Sun is Also a Star, The Souvenir, Trial by Fire. Any one of those, any combination